0: From Fort Tarsus. This is Javelin Radio with your host, freelancers Max. Hello, Cody. What is good? And Soko. Let's start this expedition, guys. We are only days out from the patch update 1.0.3 that just came out recently. Let's dive right into this and try to just talk about what we think feels better. What is it? How does it feel? What do y'all think? Yeah, so um,
1: I-, I basically had a-, a couple, realistically, a couple hours of playthrough, and there's there's some things that stand out to me. There's some things that, that I know uh, stand out to Max in his playtime as well, and, and Soko, I, I have been played since the patch, but there's some big, big changes here that I think, one, are going to drastically improve the free play experience, that are going to drastically improve the grand Master difficulty level, and that are also just going to affect overall gameplay and just like kind of the smoothness of transitioning from areas from loading into quick plays et cetera. but I- i've had a great uh i guess couple of missions couple of hours with the new update admittedly not as much play time yet as i'd like i um, hopefully going to get a lot more time tomorrow to kind of break things apart but i do have kind of several things that stood out to me one of which was how they addressed titans <laughs> and, uh, max i want to throw that to you because i know you want that one
2: yeah, so I think that Titans have been one of those things that have bugged the crap out of me. Because to me, Titans have always felt like something that they've thrown into the game just to make a mission longer. It almost felt like a crutch, as if the story wasn't there or the the issue that they had wasn't there. So let's give you a bullet sponge that's going to take you 45 minutes to kill. And so from what I'm reading from people online, I have not been able to play myself yet what i'm reading online it looks like the titans have been nerfed quite a bit they're talking about uh extended weak points they're talking about being able to prime them that kind of stuff what's uh what's your experience been so far
1: yeah so i, I last night i was doing uh i think it's important to mention that kind of like in tandem with this do y'all remember when they did the the like there be giants free play event where titans just kind of spawned more often in free play yeah um, that 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 was that was launched kind of in partnership with 1.0.3 so if you if you hop out into free play you're going to notice a titan spawns are a little bit more generous than they have been in, in weeks past but not only that the max to your point about being able to prime them this was huge man i was i was in free play last night for probably a half hour or so and interceptor kind of of following me purposefully because i guess it was kind of understood that we were just going to look for a titan and we found one and it was one of the big guys like i think it was like an ancient ash titan so i was like oh my god here goes our next half hour and man like we we basically were sitting back a little bit we were trying to snipe weak points and i'm not even really looking at his health you know i'm just like all right i'm gonna bank on us being here for a little while and all of a sudden i see like massive aoe explosion and i'm like oh this must be a new attack (laughs) and he's dead So I'm like, holy crap, like this guy was nothing in comparison to what he's been. And I realized that I thought that he had been glowing a bit more throughout the whole fight than usual. And what that was, and and you touched on this as well, is that his weak points, not only are they a little bit more accessible, but they stay open for the majority of the fight. So you've got like his arm weak points, you've got the chest weak point, the back weak point, and it gave you just like way more accessibility during this fight which my god if it didn't make it so much smoother
0: man so the fight comes out smoother but do you feel that they nerfed him way too much do you feel like the 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 actual competition playing a titan
1: is still there good question man because that's kind of something that i was tossing around with myself was like you know there's something about seeing that titan that makes you go like all right you know we got to buckle down and take care of it and I do think that we're maybe at a place where, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of did a little bit of an uptick to the Titan. Just maybe he takes a little bit more damage, or maybe he hits a little bit harder. Don't get me wrong, the, the fire-like kind of AOE explosions are still really absurd, and they will get you from quite a ways. I know that that's another tweak they made to them, is they kind of like toned down that like ridiculous blast radius of like, hey, I'm just on the map with the Titan, and I die if he freaking <laughs> does the attack. So that that still feels intense, but it doesn't feel as unrealistic, I guess. But to your point, man, I, I feel like there's going to have to be some sort of balance there where we see at least the Titan remain a challenge. And that's not to say he wasn't, but to me, in comparison to what it was, it was night and day. Do
2: you think, though, that that is an effect of we've already been fighting Titans that have kind of been butt kickers? And now that we kind of know how weak points work and we kind of know to stick back and we kind of know how to dodge some of those things because we've had to overcorrect, do you think that that is why this one felt way too easy with just the fact that we've already kind of gotten the tactics under our belt? Or do you think that they have legitimately just made him too weak?
1: Well, see... I'll be honest it took it took my second titan before i was able to make that decision do y'all know how in the uh the heart of rage stronghold the one with the Mm -hmm. monitor as the boss well the reason i never go into that is because the first like kind of loot encounter is a titan fight um and it, it is it's it's a big boy and basically i remember wiping over and over and over to this titan so i was like you know what let me test this, and let me go into that stronghold before I get off. So I, I jumped in there, and I'm like, we do, we clear the first little bit, and then almost right away, you're in the Titan fight. Mm. And literally, uh, same experience. This guy go de- goes down like it's nothing. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, hold on a minute. This almost looks easy enough to the point that this might become like a farmable thing. I, I know you guys have seen by now that like there's been... And, and admittedly, most of them patched, but like issues where people would be like, all right, we're going to kill two out of these three Titans and then wipe and come back to life because inherently the Titan has one of the highest, you know, chances to drop good end game gear. Right. So I was, I finished that encounter and I was like, oh my God, like that, that was a kind of a joke. So I'm a little bit worried to Soko's point that we're going to see a little bit more of a rebalance there because. To me, it almost felt like it was too much of a cakewalk.
2: What uh, What level were you playing on difficulty wise, um
1: So it, it was a GM one stronghold. So I mean, typically that's something that I wouldn't have expected to a do without wiping at least once. But but two, let alone clear it on the first try with ease. I know that we're kind of getting to a point, and 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 we'll bring this up. But I know that the Masterworks with this update got a got a huge uptick to their damage number, and I how much that plays a role in this but man like that with the setup that he that this you know the four of us must have had he literally went down in maybe 30 seconds
0: interesting yeah yeah for for me i would say i don't like that i have not had the experience of fighting a titan recently but i i don't know they, they've talked about how like using these four javelins to the point where you kind of need to um work as a team to complete certain things. And I think using the four javelins to fight a Titan, having the variety of like people you're playing with and making it more difficult like to do it by yourself. So for them to be like nerfing the Titan right now, I think it should have just stayed the same or been buffed up a little bit more. I I want them to be harder. I want them to be like something, oh crap, it's in Titan. Like I want I like that feeling. So for them to to basically to what I what I'm hearing, like I said, I haven't had the experience yet. To nerf them, it's going to be like, oh, it's a Titan. Instead of it being, oh, shit, it's a Titan. Like, there's, there's two different feelings I have here for that. No, for sure. I think I, I would
2: disagree. So being one of, the, one of the, out of this team, probably the lowest power level, one of the things that has always bugged me about the Titans is kind of how we started this conversation, is I feel like every single time I've seen a Titan, I've gone, oh, cool, so I'm not going to be able to finish this before I need to get off because this is going to take us 45 minutes. To the heart of rage conversation we were having a second ago, me and a friend of mine are the only, or that I know of, are the only people that are under the the power level cap. And we played through the heart of rage strongholds and literally couldn't finish it because you got to that titan. And to Cody, what Cody was saying a second ago is the the mass team wipe over and over and over and over again. And I wasn't even playing on a grandmaster level; I was still just playing on hard. What I'm thinking has happened is the reason that they've nerfed it is because, and this is a conversation we've had off the podcast, is that no one is playing GM2 and GM3. And it's not because, it it is a lot having to do with the fact that the loot drops are different, I mean, are are the same from GM1 to GM2 to GM3, which we're going to talk about in a second. But to me, I feel like this is their way of going, crap, nobody's even touching GM2 and GM3. Let's give them a reason if they want a harder challenge or they think that the Titan isn't isn't strong enough, let's give them a reason to jump into GM2 and to GM3 to get more of a challenge, which is exactly what Ben Irving and the developers have said was the purpose of this quality of life patch.
0: Okay, so basically they want you to work on getting your, your level up so you can play in the, in the higher difficulties. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, I, that, I get that. I, That's fine. That, that That works out. I mean, I just haven't Tell you this, I haven't been I haven't I'm not at the five hundreds yet. I saw some guy I played with yesterday who was in the six thirties. Hmm. I was like, uh I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> so sorry, I, I'm part of yeah. your group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I,
1: I didn't mean to be a scrub, man. I, I hope you don't I hope you don't kick me. But kind of throw in a mixed perspective on on both of you guys' points, because Max brought up something that I think is really important, which is that the goal of these changes or some of these changes was so that you could basically have an easier time in Grandmaster 1 and that this would basically help you elevate into Grandmaster 2 and 3. However, there's still a really big problem with the sense 2 is like unequivocally 10 times more difficult than GM one. And I'm not talking like difficult in a sense that like, Oh, I need to be a little bit for, I need to make sure, you know, make sure I'm specking my masterwork setup to the point that for lack of a better way of putting it, everything feels like a one shot. Now for someone that, that power level wise, I think I'm six Oh four or something like that. And I was way lower than that. Whenever this update came out, they basically increased the, the power number. Um, or, or the damage number, if you will, of the Masterworks from, from what was low 40s to what is now low to mid 60s, and for Legendaries, 70s. So part of me is curious whether the reason that the Titan experience in GM1 was such a god, this is a breeze, was it because of the fact that the Titans or is it that GM1 in general is a lot easier now because it definitely is so I know you said you were on a bit last night. I don't know if you were in GM one, but man, GM one feels like what hard felt like when we were power leveling the story right now.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. But no, yeah, definitely play GM one. I don't think I've chose anything else. Yeah. I don't think I've chosen chose anything else. So GM one is definitely what I'm playing in the grandmaster. So going, I, I get you, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, I get what Max is saying. Let's, 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 move on a little bit we can keep we can try to like dive into that a little bit later for another episode i know cody you brought up to me that ben irving mentioned something about answering a question about new javelins can you go into that a little bit yeah so i was actually watching
1: a video uh shout out to open world gaming been watching a good bit of his content he's he's kind of been on up and coming for anthem but he he posted a video where one of the devs and i don't want to cite ben irving despite the fact that i'm really confident that that's who it was 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 positioned to question how out of scope would it be for us to assume that you know some point the line we might get ourselves new javelins now in a dlc wise is giving us free year long's worth of content one probably has to ask themselves well if it's free how much stuff are we really going to get because let's be real most games don't give away much content these days let alone he said that (laughs) I thought (coughs) excuse me so if he he brings up the fact that you know new javelins aren't necessarily out of scope I sort of raised the question, what a better opportunity for a game like Anthem that, to me, has had kind of an identity crisis. You know, I don't know if we're going to be a more of a third-person shooter than we are in RPG, or we're going to be super hard. Is the loot going to be very forgiving? That maybe new javelins, whenever this point may be, say it's a year from now, I don't know that you could really give this game an opportunity to have the player base lean into the RPG aspect. So, so what I wanted to, to bring up on the show, hopefully get our <laughs> listeners involved too, because this is a topic that I feel like the more input, the better, the more suggestions, the better. But I wanted to raise a question to you guys. In, in the current state of Anthem, uh, working with what we know of the game right now, if you were to imagine you know, a new suit or a new javelin type, to come into the game what do you you see that as or what would you be like man like this game could really use that type of character or that type of build or suit what do you guys think on that
2: i think that it would be really cool to have a javelin that was somewhere a mix between an interceptor and a storm that was specifically designed to be a like res javelin somebody who is able to get in and out of the fight who would have a super that would specifically be designed to res an entire team or to be invulnerable long enough to be able to pick everybody up and be fast enough to get in and out of there to be able to do it. Maybe a javelin that literally is invulnerable while they're doing a resurrection. That would be super cool to be basically a medic side of javelin. I think that would be real interesting.
0: Right, If it, but now, if it, let's say we do get a medic version of a javelin Then we would have the there would have to be a buff in the points that that particular javelin gets because getting people up is only like what 50 points. So they would have to at least buff that up to give you like a reasoning to like actually be that javelin. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one one uh one kind of quick fix I see on that because
1: I kind of spent some time digging into what I thought a healer might look like in the game as well. what if when you performed a res that you got like considerably more? Ultimate energy. So, like, for example, say there was a masterwork component that, you know, upon rezzing a teammate, you got 35% of your ultimate bar. You know, imagine something like that. Now, admittedly, you'd have to give it like a timer, but we've seen some new masterwork components come into the game this week, which I do want to take some time later to talk about that are are kind of game changing. And I feel like putting something like a healer in the game with components that, like, you know, encouraged you to heal and pick up teammates, it, it could be really unique, man.
0: Oh no! It definitely, it definitely is going to be like a unique aspect to have on the team, especially a four man team. Uh, if we add like adding more javelins in general, I think will one make it more RPG esque, kind of like hey, make sure you choose your party wisely to go into the mission. For for me, having us having a javelin that's long range specific, like actual stealth type character maybe and it's some type of ghillie suit armor (laughs) um, where where they get extra points for just only being a sniper rifle character Uh, maybe maybe their loadout is like a sniper rifle weapon of some sort and a pistol and having and having like longer distances able like getting more points the further away they are uh, to that
2: thought so, to that thought i think that it would be really cool to have weapons that were specific to the javelins kind of like how the colossus is the only one that can use quote unquote heavy weapons i think that yes. it would be super cool to have weapons specifically geared towards titans for instance if you did have a sniper Uh, Titan. I'm calling them all Titans. Listen to me. (laughs) A sniper javelin. Imagine if there was, say, a heavy sniper rifle that only they could use. You could only use it while stationary. You have a couple of of specific rules to it. I think that would make it super interesting.
1: Yeah, that that would be awesome. I kind of imagined like a a hybrid of sort of the two you guys described. So I was thinking... I really wanna see archery come into the game in some form. I don't know mechanically how they would make it work, but there definitely are ways. I feel like I would love to see a character that was archery focused, but also support-esque. So maybe in a sense that like, say your R1 ability was like an arrow seeks and does explosive damage, but your L1 ability was something that if thrown at an enemy or thrown at an ally, excuse me, say it's like a shuriken or something like that, that it restores 30% armor. So think of, I don't know if you guys have ever played Overwatch, but I played a character in it called Moira, who basically had a constant arsenal of like, I can either use my L1 to heal you or my R1 to damage the enemy. And they kind of spent, she spends all of her playtime kind of doing a bit of both. So to me, like in a game that's so fast paced like Anthem, especially in something like a Titan fight, imagine if one of the four of your team could not only, instead of focusing on you know, taking care of the Titan, they're also focusing on keeping his their three damage dealers alive. So I feel like there's a really, really unique aspect there that can be hit from kind of like a mixed medic slash ranged character. And I would love,
0: love to somehow see archery in there. I think, I think bringing archery, that it have to be really careful to not mimic the weapon user in the uh, D two game. So they just have to be careful yep. on how they do that. Now. Do y'all think with these patch notes and and what's going on, what they're thinking about doing these next couple, like, 90 days, do you think the game's getting smoother? Do you think Bioware is actually doing what they need to do to make the base player, like, get more of a base player, like, foundation to play in the game? Like, do you think this is actually going to grow the fan base? I
2: think that EA and Bioware need to tread lightly. And I, I say that with all the love in the world because what I fear happening is the overcorrection, right? So we already talked about kind of the Titan and the, some of our mixed feelings on how the Titan feels now. But this is exactly the kind of argument and the exactly the kind of thing that I'm worried about in the next 90 days, in the next, hell, the next year, is yeah, I'm worried about the overcorrection. I'm worried about them getting to a place where they're worried about losing so much player base that they're just going to flip things to being kind of outrageous. Now I, I think that what they're doing now is great work and I think that you're going to see the player base because we're already kind of seeing a mixed response. I think that you're going to see a player base that's going to return that maybe has put it down for a little while. If you go on Reddit and you read some of the comments that we're already seeing, you're seeing some of that. Some people are super happy with it, and some people aren't. And we can talk about loot drops and that kind of thing if you guys want to get into that. So, at
0: this point. so before yeah, before we get into any of that, this is this is what I hate right now. Like, I'm talking, I'm enjoying the game. I love fighting in the game. I can't wait for more story stuff to come out because I yeah. just want. I just hope they put the quality of life balances into like the facial expressions. I hope they work into that some type time. But, like, I I was playing a separate game altogether, and they made a comment going, hey, don't play Anthem. It's going to brick your console. Um, when Sony finally said, hey, we have no documented accounts that accounts that uh, any co- consoles have been uh, bricked. And, and and we got in an argument. And I was just kind of like, why, why would you... If you haven't played the game, you have no right to talk about the game. Not like I'm trying to, like, I guess you could say I got super defensive about it because of how I enjoy the game, and it, it it's like the perception of people that are not playing yes. the game, it's not good, and we need and they need to I guess you could say be careful on how they do it, yeah. um just to not overcorrect, and Correct. then everyone go great now it's just a, just a game just a bullshit put through.
1: Right. I I think to Max's point about EA and Bioware needing to tread lightly, I think that this is most definitely something that games like Diablo 3, games like Destiny 1, hell, even definitely games like Destiny 2, like, there's a very, very rough patch that seems to happen from launch to arguably sometimes close to a year later. Now, the differences here are we have spent enough time, in my opinion, way more than enough time dealing with the mechanical software issue side of this game that we're not even at the point yet where we're going hey what about new content Mm -hmm. and to me that's the scary part because when you look at the roadmap, you go oh my god new free play events new you know new stronghold caches new this new that and i think in my opinion we're already starting to see that take a back seat to bioware having to course correct the mechanical issues in game and where that strikes me as problematic is the player base that's already, you know, Soko, you said you're, you know, you see somebody that's like mid 600s. I, I don't know what the cap right now is per se, but it's definitely somewhere, in my opinion, in the high 600 range. Maybe it's like, so. but if players are getting to that point, and if players are at that point now, then I don't necessarily know how throwing something like a free play event in or throwing in something cosmetic, admittedly, we love the cosmetics, how much that's going to keep the current Player base here, So I think the question that they need to raise, more importantly than how do we keep the players that have purchased this game so far, is how do we grow the player base? Because, I mean, Soko, to your point, like, that's extremely frustrating. Like, no one has record of that happening, yet anything you look up about Anthem on the internet is, oh, don't play it, it's going to turn off your console, with absolutely no validity behind it. So when you have to escape that kind of a stigma your work is cut out for you man like you, they and and again i think it's said best by treading lightly is what's going to have to happen here it's
0: definitely going to be an uphill battle it definitely it, they're going to they're going to deal with a lot of uh Negative comments these next couple months. It's just what Bioware and, and the EA is going to deal with. Yeah, especially. I, mean, I,
1: I don't think that they're not prepared for it either. You know, I, I think that they know how to handle it and they're acting quickly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that I think to your point, Togo. There's a lot of people that are commenting about this game that haven't even played it, and there are a lot of people that are just <laughs> jumping on the bashing bandwagon to tell people not to play the game. I had a argument with somebody at work. About Anthem because they were telling people, uh, no man, you don't want to pick up that game. That game is gonna it's gonna kill your console. People are people are their their whole PlayStation shutting down. They can't play anything just because they played that dumb game. And it's like, they're, they're, they're ah, you're not even playing the game. What are you doing talking about this, man? And, and yeah, I think man, it's just toxic. It is.
0: It's 100 percent toxic. And I, and I wonder if that was the same conversation I had at work as well because there was somebody going. I didn't want to play because I was scared that I was going to do something to my console. And I said, I get it, but you that's there's no documented cases of a bricking a console. There's not one.
2: Now we do no. we do need to be very specific. There are zero documented cases of a console shutting down and not ever powering back on and being bricked that have been correlated. Where you with have Anthem. where you
0: have to per yeah, basically where you have to purchase a, a new
2: PlayStation PlayStation that has not um. been that has not been proven to have been linked to Anthem the shutdowns yes the having issues having it powering back on all the system as well the software is running yes these have been and proven. which
0: and which in that in that instance uh, yes i have actually dealt with it me it's too. actually happened to me oh same here
2: so however if you read through the patch notes from the 1.0.3 that is something that supposedly has been addressed, and you notice that none of the comments that are that are out there on Reddit or that are being tweeted yep. about are people still having <laughs> that problem. And so suddenly it's quiet. Yeah, yep. on that front, yeah, absolutely. Now everybody's complaining about loot drops.
0: <laughs> and so, <laughs> what a perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying like um, to something, man. Yeah. So, so. Going into loot drops. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely like the loot right. changes they put into the patch. I definitely like that we're not going to see any more white. We're not going to see any more green on commons and commons. Um, depending on if you're only like a level 30 player is what I believe is what it is. Correct. Because um, like every time I got those, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to even use that. Why am I getting this?
2: <laughs> or you spend 45 there minutes fighting well a titan. There may as well be an auto
1: dismantle.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> you spend 45
0: minutes fighting a titan. Oh, good. gray. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that feeling. It just makes your, like, makes your heart drop. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> so and, I'm kinda,
1: and, and, and on like that I, topic, I, I wanted to say – I'm sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to say that with Max's point just now about killing something big like a titan and getting a common or an uncommon item, there's been a large uptick of people that are stating that seemingly – I'm gonna I'm going to give you what I've seen across numerous videos. Numerous uh, streamers are stating that – The highest chance seemingly in game right now to get something like a masterwork or a legendary is to kill an enemy that is not tied to any specific event. And I want to explain this, if you don't mind, because this is kind of all over the place. Basically, people are doing calculations that if, if you're in free play, you know, you fly through region to region or section of the map, section of the map, and there are like little spurs of enemies as you traverse or as you kind of go through the map those enemies apparently as it stands are seemingly producing a better chance at high tier loot than someone in say a stronghold or than a boss in say a contract and this concerns me a little bit because we're seeing people farm what i guess you could call dungeons i don't know if you guys know the official term for this but if you're in free play there's sort of like an upside down horseshoe icon. It's kind of like a lost sector from Destiny. Y'all know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, I think they are calling them dungeons as an unofficial term.
1: Okay, so, so so basically, people are going into dungeons where there's not an infinite respawn of ads, but there's quite a bit, and there's like numerous, numerous yellow bar enemies that in there seem to be producing. So I wanted to kind of break this apart and ask you guys this: most games any incentive to kill everything you see. In fact, there are large. a lot of enemies. So the question I wanted to bring up, because I was in, when I was in free play last night, this was kind of grinding my gears a little bit. In a game where you typically are doing a certain quest, you pretty much avoid anything but your direct goal, which is to either get to enemy A and kill enemy A or to obtain item B and so on, and kind of disregard what you pass by. Do you think that in this particular situation, in Anthem's case, that having enemies that are just, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, kind of random spawns, that having them give an equal or greater chance of loot than, say, a boss or a titan is fair, unfair, smart, unsmart, or does it honestly just make the game more interesting? What do you think?
2: So I think that it kind of goes back to uh, a content thing. I think that these games are or these games, this game specifically, Anthem has a content issue, I think, and I think it's something that they're going to have to work on as the the updates come through. Because I, I think that the reason that they've done this is, to your point, they want you to fight everything. They want you to kill everything. They don't want you to skip anything. And to that point, I've played multiple strongholds at this point where I have gotten more drops and better drops from the things that I've killed before getting to even a loot chest or a boss or the the main boss, as a matter of fact. I mean, the the, the first time that I actually got a purple weapon was the only purple that I got in a stronghold, and it was within the first five minutes of playing. And I picked it up from an ad. And so my my point is that I think that Anthem struggles a little bit on the stories in these strongholds or the reason as to why you're even gonna go back and play them over and over and over again. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying about the Titans is I feel like because they don't want something to only be a three minute playthrough, they're making it to where they're giving you incentive to play and to kill everything. And I think that it is a good thing to some extent but to somebody that is trying to grind to the next le- like level cap or trying to grind to the next weapon or trying to grind out your, your power, I think that it can be detrimental in that standpoint. But honestly, it's, it's to get you to play everything, to spend the same amount of time that they expected you to to play a stronghold. And that'll give you a reason to come back over and over and over again to kill everything and to pick up every single possible drop.
0: No, absolutely, Soka. What are your thoughts on that? No, no, I get your points. I understand. Honestly, like right now, like I'm more waiting with anticipation for like the next steps. Like, what's going to happen next? um, Yeah,
1: and and I honestly think that this is still like the we're on a staircase. Like, so you you said it perfectly earlier. This is going to be an uphill climb, and it's going to be a steep uphill climb i I did i'm reading through the uh the 1.0.3 and i I did want to call out a couple of things that really really stood out to me as far as changes and and one of those soko i know you've if you had to notice it if you if you were on your ranger which i know you would have been um is Mm. that the bulwark point and the wind wall now take a good bit more damage did you notice that
0: uh when I was playing with it, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. Um, when I was playing as my ranger last night, I did not feel a difference. My ultimate okay. felt the same. The way he moved felt the same. His levels, like it, it, to me, it all felt the same. Which it could be because I did. I didn't think it was that big of a difference when I was actually playing with him. So, to that point, they may have buffed up the ranger a little bit, but I don't see it.
1: Yeah, so it's, I mean, to be fair, it it wasn't like, I I don't know if you guys knew that in general that the melee damage and ultimate damage was upticked across the board, which to me is huge, because it's just going to help with, A, survivability and things like strongholds and GM1 and and hopefully, to our point earlier, and eventually GM2, but I felt Mm -hmm. like the bulwark point being your support ability and the ranger being a soldier-esque character, one that in most games would be kind of a protector in some cases, out right beside the Colossus, I felt that having a support ability that takes maybe one or two hits is a thing stock, you know? Like, And I felt like last night I definitely noticed that I was seeing more Rangers pop them up more regularly. You know, hey, if they had it, it was out. And that playing with a few Rangers became really cool because there was almost no moment in time where we weren't huddled inside of that point trying to make it like a safe hub and I, I felt like pre this update that was a little bit tough to do. But right. But the the other one I wanted to call
0: out, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Not like using it before it was only like there for like a hopefully a quick revive and you had to get out because it was it. Like it didn't last right long and as it's as long. like sometimes you couldn't even get the damn revive out and you're dead inside the point, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, but one of my favorite two changes that happened were you can now launch any sort of mission or contract from anywhere in the fort can I get a hallelujah Yeah. triangle yep yep so that's awesome but the other one which is hands down my favorite because my god I don't know if it was happening to me more than you guys but with the ultimate ability bar um, basically what was happening was you would spawn into some sort of mission or some sort of world event say, and your ultimate ability bar looked completely full, like and you quite couldn't honestly, use like, it. You had your super, and you could not use it. So they fixed that, and that was a big deal to me, man. Because I can't tell you how many times that, especially on Interceptor, when that ultimate is going to heal you, that you know you're in a pinch, going to tap your D-pad up to get you know that invulnerability to just be finding out, hey, wait, I don't really have that. That that's yep, I'm dead. So that was a really <laughs> awesome change for me. Um, did you yeah, I, I would specific? I would
0: totally I, I would totally agree with that with that right there because there would be times where I like I see it I'm like I hit it, I'm like, oh, it's not there. I gotta wait till it glows <laughs> and, try, and keep right. fighting. I'm like, Stop. okay, let's it's keep not fighting. flashing! Damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times that I've been laid out flat because I was attempting to hit <laughs> that button and I stopped moving because I was trying to launch my ultimate and I knew where I wanted to where I wanted to go as soon as it started. And I would just be laid out. And it's like, oh, okay, so
1: that's a lie. Thank you for lying at me, user interface. <laughs> right, RIP me. Yeah. Um, right. So one, of the, one of the final topics I wanted us to hit on was just the, the loot uh, itself in terms of, I don't know if you guys have seen any of these yet, but they added four masterwork components to the game. So this is obviously alongside, just more of a positive note, I think it's cool that in a game where masterworks are kind of like your exotic-esque equivalent of gear, for them to just sort of throw these in every week or two, and obviously I don't think that's going to be the potency, but for them to just throw these in sort of unannounced was really cool. So I got one last night. Soko, I feel like you would absolutely love this on a ranger build, was that upon being critically wounded, your
0: ultimate bar would completely refill. So so what you're saying is that when you get revived, you came up with another ultimate? Correct. So what
1: was this? I use the ultimate, after the ultimate, I take a, you know, take a hit, I go down instantly. As soon as I was revived, ultimate again. So, the, the, despite this being, I'm not going to say broken, but really insane. I will say that what was happening more often than not was kind of silly. So like, I would unleash the ultimate and yes, I would get critically wounded. But since everything was essentially a one-shot, I would die in the process. But as soon as I was picked back up, I'm sitting on an ultimate. Now, in a game where we now have respawn timers, that's kind of badass. You know. So Especially I, I when it brings your really shield like cool. all the way up, too. Right, right. But, but the thing that I think might be a bug with it is the fact that, to your point, like there was not time for when I was critically wounded for me to hit the ultimate button and trigger it. Like, I had just died in the Critically wounded was a one-shot, you know? Now, like, I'm assuming with more time and, and and kind of taking stabs at it that maybe you've got, like, a split-second window to unleash it. But, I mean, still, man, the fact that you could possibly get a couple of ultimates off every two minutes was was insane. Right. Not, yeah, but, that, um,
0: that alone will definitely, like, it's a game-changer there wanted to 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 wrap up the show with
1: with max a topic that i know that you still want to keep live and keep well which is on a positive note tell me something cool that happened this week in anthem
2: so i finally finished the story yay yay but right after that uh, i launched into the heart of rage stronghold and i was with a person who to soko's point earlier was a very 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 high power level Uh, and I felt like I was riding his coattails, but something that I found really kind of funny, and this is actually something that they fixed, but he was using cryoglave, and every single time he would freeze everyone, everyone would stop quote unquote moving their animations weren't working, but they were sliding all over the lava. And in some cases would be basically doing backflips. And they looked like the little players on—I uh, don't know if anybody ever remembers the old like football tabletop game with the little guys that vibrate <laughs> around. Basically, every single enemy that would get hit with this dude's cryoglave looked like little football players, and it was—it yes. was quite funny. We were—we were, we were all dying laughing. Anybody else? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's dope, Soko. What you got? I definitely, uh, moment-wise, I felt I was playing uh, last night, and I felt that. Uh, they weren't my team wasn't doing anything. And I was just taking everybody out. Little by little. I like to run like now with my ranger, I like to get up close and personal, unloading an entire clip into somebody. <laughs> and um turn around and I just see the three guys doing dances by a door. <laughs> and I was kinda like, Oh, so I'm just doing everything. Because <laughs> they were just it just looked like they were watching, they were throwing flares. They, they were had one, your cheerleaders. Guy, they had one guy doing shadow boxing at po- some point, it looked like. And I was just like, what is this? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm killing everybody. Killing Y'all are just are having, are. having fun. Like, I thought right. that was funny. Mine
1: would have to be, uh, <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing a contract, a legendary contract. Um, and it was the first contract that I had been using the, the ultimate uh, component. And everybody on the squad was down, and I was trying to get a res so I, I i went to go pop the bulwark point, don't have the bulwark point big l, and I'm like halfway through getting the revive and the the point of the contract was stop the ramping beast a k a there's two Ursix throwing rocks at me currently <laughs> um so uh, so a rock's like basically inbound to me I'm like seventy percent of the way through the res and I just get clobbered by it. And somehow I don't die. Mind you, I had just used an ultimate. I just used the ultimate to clear the first Earth, actually. So I get slapped by this rock, and instantly I have my And I'm like, oh my God, touch it, touch it, touch it. And literally it was the only time I was able to activate it, absolutely nuke the Ursix, and clear the contract. So shout out to that component. That, <laughs> that was easily, maybe the coolest moment in Anthem to date for me. Soko, anything else you wanted to to hit us with before we wrap this one?
0: Guys, check out our art for uh, our podcast here. It is Randy's art from last week that's featured. Cody, if you want to go into and let them know how to like submit their stuff.
1: Yeah, guys. So what, what we want to do is we essentially chose artwork from uh, one of our guys on Twitter. Shout out to Randy. We basically want to make this... Hopefully a weekly occurrence that we take you guys Javelin artwork, which you guys can submit to me uh, at Javelin underscore radio on Twitter. And we want to make you guys the cover of our podcast. We want to have we want to shine some spotlight on on your character, on your build, on the on these insane colors. So what we want to do is is every week we're going to submit or I'm going to submit a tweet out that basically tells you guys, hey, throw us your artwork, throw us your pictures. uh, Give me the dopest screenshot you can take and maybe you land yourself on the cover next week. So the following week, every week, uh, after the winner has been chosen, Max is going to take it upon himself, very, very courteous man, to edit you guys' picture into our uh, our artwork, and you will literally see your javelin o- on the show artwork. So this is, this is just, you know, hopefully a cool way to involve the listener in any way we can, and, and reach out to us at javelin underscore radio for that.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. So, guys, look, that's going to be the end of this podcast today go ahead and go check out some uh i guess you could say sponsors for our show boomy nation as well has uh, released on youtube an episode about the patch notes so if you want to get some extra information from a different source he just released that as well go check out the awesome village podcast good people awesome pop culture guys this is javelin radio we're out